Hello and welcome to the Marx-ish Brothers Podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we are doing a bit of a 2023 year in review. Uh, so sit back and relax because this is going to be kind of us just rambling for a bit about the, the past year in movies. Uh, so I, th- I have a couple lists that I, I want to get through. So I first have like my top movies of the year of like 2023. And then I also want to talk about uh, my top first watches of 2023. Uh, so why don't we start with our, our top uh, uh, 2023 movies? Is yours in like a, a top 10 list kind of thing? Uh, so it's like from, from, from my best of the year. Yeah, I have a, I have a top 12 because on Letterboxd it looks better. Um, where, where, where are my lists? Okay, my lists. Um, just because on the phone on Letterboxd it looks better if you have 12. 12 Fair so enough. Uh, is it in like a specific order where you have like a number one movie of the year? Yes. Okay, perfect. Then uh, why don't we get, uh, you give us your, uh, like starting at 12 and then work our way up to number one. It is currently loading right now, uh, my <laughs> list. Uh, my computer's a little slow. Classic technology. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll first say that, like, my 2023 film list is definitely not going to be complete. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen uh, Spider-Man, uh, the P- uh, Poor Things movie, Oppenheimer, Past Live, uh, The Holdovers, or uh, the new... Uh, uh, monster movie, I think it's called Monsters. Monster, Mom, Monsters. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, is by like one of my favorite directors. So um, my list is definitely not complete, but these are my favorite movies of 2023 that I have watched in 2023. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, my list is starting. Okay, starting. Start here now. Um, I have th- I have 13 films on the list. One of them is an honorable mention. I just wanted to keep on on the list. Nice. Um, except now on the on the website it looks worse when I have thirteen <laughs> movies. Now it's like there's two there's two rows of five and then a, a row of three. So next next if I do it on the computer it'll be the top fifteen. But, well, you know, the, te- technology is, is perfect of the year. Okay, I, ha- I I can see the black squares, but I can't see what what, what movies are. In. Someone calling calling me. Give me one second. Okay, I'm going to pause the recording. Uh, right, uh, we're, we're back, and the list is is now loaded. So, Cam, take it away from your uh, honorable mention. All right, honorable mentions. We're gonna have two. Uh, one's on the list. One one isn't yet. I just realized that. <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Wonka. Wonka I've seen twice. Uh, it's a good fifth family movie. I watched it with with with, with, with my partner and her kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty fun because um, we watched it, we watched it together, and then I was like, oh, her, her kid might like this, and then we took her kid. And she she enjoyed it fine so that that that's good. Uh, and Dun- Dun- Dungeons and Dragon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor, Honor among, among Thieves is my honorable mention. My other one, um, I don't want to leave it off the list just because I have a lot of love for it mm-hmm. and it, it's fun, camp in a fun way. Some some fun cameos and just some great characters. Nice. Uh, I would put that one in my honorable mentions uh, as well. Uh, that movie, as well as uh, Bottoms, are both in my honorable mentions for the year. Okay. I have Bottoms a lot higher on my list. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Take us away with your number 12 pick. Number 12, I have Blue Beetle. Um, I, it, it was fun. I, and it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel when it comes to superhero films, but like it, there's, the suit looks really cool. Uh, that's practical. Um, some good character work, and Jojo Jo is a star in the making. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope he carries over into, into the new universe. Is, I thought it was confirmed that he is going to be in the like new DC. I, I I'll believe I'll believe it when I see it. Fair. So, uh, my eleven is uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Nice. Uh, so it's it, this is um, main directed by Jeff Rowe, co-directed by somebody else. Jeff Rowe was the co-director of. Mitchell vs. Mr. Machines, which my, which my favorite film of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, some correlation there. Uh, again, a, a really good Emmy film. So uh, number I just t- watched that yesterday, actually. It was it was fun. It, it's and also like a pretty crisp, short runtime. Yep. Good soundtrack. Great soundtrack. It, oh, it, yes. it will be coming up later on my list. Hell yeah. Uh, number 10, I have Mission Impossible to Directing Part 1. Nice. Uh, uh, my my number ten. Oh, do you have more to say? Uh, it's 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 a good movie. It it shouldn't have bombed. Why? I'm, I'm watching why Paramount put out a week before Bar- 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 Barbenheimer. <laughs> it definitely was a choice. Not the best well, option I, first. I, I don't think that like anyone expected Barbenheimer to really be a thing, and uh, it, it, I think it was just kind of bad timing. Yeah. Uh, my number ten is uh, a movie I saw at the African uh, Film Festival here in Winnipeg. Uh, Mami Wata. Uh, one of my favorite like shot movies. I'm, I, I love like a good like cinematography like heavy movie, and this is definitely it. It, it you know it's it's lacking in some of the storytelling. Like it's it's could use some cleaning up, but like just visually stunning. Like one of the most gorgeous films I've ever seen. Uh, it it definitely was snubbed for uh, best um, international feature. I the international feature this year for like the Oscars is pretty. British and like non-African heavy, which was uh, pretty disappointing. Yeah, the shortlist didn't look great. The nominations will be out in, in like on the twenty fifth, I think, or the twenty sixth. Yeah. Anyway, later this month. Yeah. Uh, this movie was very good, and I'm sad that it wasn't uh, nominated. But it is my number ten. Love that. My number nine is John Wick Chapter Four. Nice. Uh, what I hope is a good con- conclusion to the franchise. It has a pretty solid ending. Mm-hmm. I'm like, aside from like sp- spinoffs and stuff, like there's the Anna de Armas spinoff that's that that's happening supposedly. I'm like that that one sounds cool. She's pretty cool. So I I've seen her and things. Very nice. Uh, my number nine is the film Theater Camp. Oh, I, I I had so much fun with this movie and right. uh, like I I'm feeling like we're getting more of that like quote-unquote like mid-budget comedy like the, they're just the, going straight they, 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 they're just going right to streaming now exactly but like yeah. the, with this movie i don't know it was just a really fun time it, it's heartfelt uh you know we we grew up with uh, the office so i'm still a sucker for the mockumentary type thing i, yeah. I know there's complaints about how it's bad or like not bad but like ill done in this film because they kind of give up uh, on it halfway through <laughs> Yeah. But, you know what? I had a good time. I was a theater kid. You were a theater kid. We were theater kids together. And yeah. uh, this film just really kind of touched me uh, in, a, in a consensual and good way. <laughs> I love that. Uh, my number eight was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best superhero film of the year. Uh, fun. A, a little bit too long. And people complain about, oh, it's only half a story. It's not. It's not. It wraps up kind of when it needs to. I wouldn't mind it any actually a little bit before the big cliffhanger, but like you know what? If people wait three years for uh, Return of the Jedi after Empire Strikes Back, we can wait three years. 
for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So. Uh, my number eight is also a superhero movie. It's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, banger. Uh, I I quite enjoyed this. You know, uh, as you've heard in this podcast, I'm pretty critical of superhero movies. And uh, this one, you know, it was very touching and it was a good send-off for the characters. Um I do have my complaints. I think that was pretty badly acted by like Chris Pratt's character. Uh, not his best, not his best performance. <laughs> no, it was it was pretty rough, and like there was definitely some some rough acting and some bad CGI. But overall, yeah. the story is really touching, and uh, you know it, it it made you tear up a little bit. And I definitely cried both both times. I, I, uh, that Washington theaters and uh, like it, it, all the Guardians movies, it has some good needle drops. So I uh, have this number eight. My number seven, I have Asteroid City by Wes Anderson. Nice. We watched this one together. Uh, it's uh, I, I don't consider myself a, a big Wes Anderson guy, but like when he hits, he hits. Mm-hmm. And this this one definitely does. Um, I, as I've seen more clips going on 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 social social media, the but I don't, but, but, but I, I don't get it. It doesn't matter. Just keep telling the story. Yeah. I'm like, man, that, that it just just kind of hits. Also, like. The, I hope it's up for. I, I hope it's nominated for best song for Oh Spaceman. For oh, <laughs> it's oh, pretty great. Oh, Alien for it and have it. yeah. And I, I think it's definitely the best film that I've seen that really understands the feeling that like the pandemic yes gave people. It's a great p- 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 pandemic film. Like like it doesn't try to answer anything. It just kind of kind of wallows in that stress, and I, I think that really helps understand like where we were at that time and yeah uh, again I, I'm gonna have it in my list at, at some point but very good yeah uh, my number seven is the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie let's go uh, like I said I just watched it yesterday but I had a great time definitely the favorite animated movie I've seen this year uh, I really like the animation style the voice acting was really well done yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a kids movie but it's a solid kids movie it's better than the kids movies for the most part that we had growing up so right uh, I, I really enjoyed it had a good time alright my number six I have Killers of the Flower Moon by Martin Scorsese um, I, thought, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I'd be higher but this is just a, a really good year for, for films and, and just kind of got pushed down mm-hmm. um, but like it, it's good it it, it tells the story as best as it can, um, given the, the the filmmaker behind it. Um, I the ending is really good, and I think that, that definitely moves up higher for me. Um, but uh, yeah, well, that's, that's number six. Nice. My number six is May December. Uh, while the story might be a little little odd and uh, I don't know <laughs> a, a very very like melodramatic, uh, I do really love the acting in this movie. I think it's the mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like I said uh, when we recorded our episode, uh, which isn't out yet, but it will be out soon. Um, hey. <laughs> that uh, this is like the best action movie of the year. Uh, yeah. I really like Todd Haynes. I like his his sort of directing style. Uh, there's going to be another one of his movies on my list for uh, first watches. So, yeah, I don't know. I actually like that one. And number five of the year, I have Barbie uh, by Greta Gerwig. Um, it, this one was, was a, a, a surprise. I really enjoyed this one. It was, obviously, I did the Barbenheimer on the same day. I did Oppenheimer first, end of the day with Barbie. Uh, it was it was a really good afternoon cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, really good acting 
Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, uh, America Ferrera, good writing by uh, Greg and Bombach. As far as far as blockbusters go, it's hard to do much better than this. Like in, t- in terms of like keeping your artistic vision as a auteur and also also making something something that people like. Really good um, directors on directors with Greta Gerwig and James Cameron because like. Spooky did James Cameron ask numbers at the box office. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a really good good conversation, and like it's it's basically just James Cameron just praising Barbie for like, for like forty minutes. There's, nice. There are worse that, things. I, I mean, he he always seems like kind of a grumpy old man, but he's usually pretty like encouraging and supportive of other filmmakers. Yeah, like like he's definitely like. <laughs> Even like from what like you hear on like uh, like like from Kate Winslet, someone who worked who has worked on on t- Titanic, and I've tried the way of water. He's definitely mellowed out as a film as a filmmaker as he's gone on. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's he's a lot less like well because like, you feel like you have to be kind of c- cutthroat to start because like but like as he's gotten older and matured as a f- filmmaker, he's been is he's a lot more chill. Yeah. So which is fair. Yeah. Uh, my number five is uh, the creator. Uh, we talked Ooh. about this and we saw it together. Uh, you, if you've heard our episode, you know I have my complaints about it, but I love sci-fi, and I think that this is something that takes sci-fi in a new direction. And yeah. while I again have my complaints about it, I complain about it because I love it, uh, yeah. and I hope that this means that we will get more like more like independent style more uh, creatively free uh science fiction movies in the future that just look as gorgeous as this uh, mm-hmm. so yeah that's my my number five number four i have bottoms uh rachel sasenet and io edabiri starring this one it's a high school lesbian comedy about the fight club and football teams and chaos that ensues one of the best third, third acts of the year, I would say, mm-hmm. in terms of bonkers levels. Um, yeah, it, it definitely slept on. Uh, I, I, I really... Is it, it slept one, on? Well, like... It didn't do, like, gangbusters at the box. Like, it, it, it did okay. Yeah. Like, its first budget, it, it, it did well. I think like a, it was more, like after it came out in theaters that people started to talk about it more. Yes, yeah, and now it's also thing now it's streaming on Prime, so Yeah. Now it's getting a lot more buzz. Yeah. Uh, my number four is the aforementioned Barbie. Uh, I there quite you. enjoyed it. I liked the, the hype around it. I saw this multiple times in theaters and how many times did I see it in theaters? Did I seen it twice or three times. Anyways, I, I saw it multiple times in theaters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was a good time every time and uh, I well, we again we did an episode on. It. I had a lot of complaints about it, but if you look at it on the surface level and what was the best like in theater experience, this was by far the best in theater experience I've had, uh, maybe ever. It was, it was just a really good time. Uh, my three, I have Godzilla minus one. Uh, it's the newest Godzilla film. It's set kind of before the, the timeline usually takes place. Like it, like usually it's set like. Several years after World War Two, whereas the the one picked up right after. Mm-hmm. Um, really good human characters. There's kind of this whole like chosen family kind of arc. Um, it deals with a lot of like Japanese stigmas around, around like honor 
and like so like the main character is a comic Kazi pilot but like he comes back and he's like oh right, my plane yeah. was my plane was bad it's faulty plane so I had to fly fly away <laughs> so some so people look like I got with, with disgust because like why did he survive mm-hmm. he didn't and like it tackles tackles a lot of problematic Japanese things, which is pretty cool. Um, it also ha- also has Godzilla kicking butt. Yeah, so. I, I I feel so I'm not as into Godzilla as you are, but I feel so. From what I've heard, I would really enjoy uh, that one. You would. It's it's great. Definitely on my list of things to watch. Uh, My number three is a short film called uh, Here Ends the World We Know. Uh, There is a French title for it. I will not try to pronounce it because my French is atrocious. Uh, uh, I saw this one also at the African uh, Film Festival. Uh, It is... So the the premise of this movie is basically uh, they're in... I I forget which... One one island that's like uh, in controlled uh, by the French uh, during like slave trade times and uh, basically we're following like an indigenous person from the island as they are trying to run away uh, and then they meet up with uh, a slave who has escaped um, and uh, you basically follow like them as they are trying to escape and it's just a really powerful and uh, well done well shot like one of the best looking uh, movies I've seen again it is a short film I think it's around 40 minutes but uh, it made me just really uh, excited to see what else this director will make Uh, let me just look up what the director uh, is because I don't remember off the top of my head Um, no it's not John Cena uh, believe it or not Uh, it is uh, I'm probably gonna butcher her name but it's Anne-Sophie Nanke she also did a just recently like a prime uh, a, a short film for prime france like amazon oh. prime france uh so i mean that's a pretty big deal in the <laughs> the, the current streaming uh definitely uh, kind of landscape so i'm excited to hopefully see a full-length movie from her sometime soon very cool what's your number two my number two i have the holdovers it's uh alexander payne stars uh Paul Giamatti, D- D- Divine Joy Randolph, and Dominic Sessa. Um, this one's again a lot of buzz at, at the awards, um, specifically for D- Divine Joy Randolph and Paul Giamatti. Um, they both bring it. Um, for Best Supporting Actress, it's got to be D- Divine Joy Randolph. Um, it's really, like, it's an instant holiday classic. It's about um, a private school and the t- teacher who has to basically stay with the students that can't go home mm-hmm. and it's great it's funny you laugh you cry Paul Giamatti calls someone penis, penis cancer at one point as you do uh, it's great like he could I, I could see him winning his first Oscar this year he I'm, won the um, online female film critics association okay I, I, I'm definitely very that. excited to see the holdovers uh, once it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm definitely going to purchase it. Uh, I recently watched Nebraska, which is another uh, Alexander Payne film, and I loved it. Uh, again, it's going to be on uh, my list for the top watches of the year. So yeah. when I watched that movie this this past December, it made me really excited to see this movie. So yeah, that, that uh, it's a good number two. Uh, yes. My number two is Asteroid City. Uh, oh, again, we talked about it <laughs> earlier. So good. It's so good. Uh, I, I I love Wes Anderson. This has definitely been the year of Wes Anderson with all of the short films I did for Netflix and then 
uh, Asteroid City, and I just really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very well made. I think it uh, really kind of not necessarily reinvented, but like helped solidify Wes Anderson's ta- uh, talent that he has with filmmaking, and that he is able to not just be aesthetics, but also tell like a really good story using his aesthetics. And uh, like, because so often like people like to you know relegate him just to being like a visually pleasing director but i think right. this uh, asteroid city really showed his emotional side very well and that's my number two yeah and just like the, all that ai shit oh make yourself like the guy west harrison no fuck off you can't do that you're not <laughs> you're not west harrison don't try it yeah uh number one i have oppenheimer um Classic. it's the easiest it's it's like it's one of the, some of the fastest three hours you can ever sit through mm-hmm I have a hard time watching three-hour films. Sometimes not in the cinema, but this one just cruises by. Mm-hmm. Really good editing by uh, Jen- Jennifer Lame. Killian Murphy's great. There's so many like, like I could name like at least like five best supporting actor performances from, from this film that could be nominated. Yeah, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I, I definitely it's something that I will see at some point. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward I, to it. Again, I want a big Nolan Nolan guy, but mm-hmm. this is Nolan's best film that I've seen. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, my number one is going to be a little bit obscure, but it's the film Sad Rack. Uh, it's directed by uh, Narcissi uh, Wanji. Uh, it's a really just well-made drama uh, about like a, a, an old man who like was in the military and like was like pretty high in the military. Uh, but he has Alzheimer's now, and so uh, his son hires like a, a, a housekeeper, uh, and basically there's a relationship, uh, like a, a very like deep friendship that develops between these two people. Uh, even though like with his Alzheimer's, he does kind of forget who this person is over time. Uh, it's right. just a, a very well made movie, and I think because it is not in English or uh, not from like a, a white country, it's not really uh, recognized as a well made movie. Um, For sure. But yeah, uh, that's been my favorite of the year. I wasn't expecting it to be, but I really liked it. Very good movie. Okay, I'm going to pick up my 2023 film stats up here. Nice. So yeah, that that was our 2023 top movies. Now we're going to talk a little bit about just our top uh, first watches. This isn't necessarily in any order for me. It's just kind of 10 movies that I watched this year for the first time that I really enjoyed. Okay, uh, like I, I made sure that so there is no crossover so like something like Asteroid City or Sadrak would be my uh, top first watches of 2023 uh, but since they are already in my list I didn't put them in my other list okay sorry I'm just trying to figure out how to sort things um, edit. Uh, if you go into a letterbox then it'll show you like just all your movies uh, that you watched in 2023 okay. like, like in the stats uh, so, so if you go to 2023 stats, uh, yeah. it'll be like close to the bottom. Uh, there's like a map, and just above the map, it should have like a, all the posters of all the movies that you've seen. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Films watched. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, you know, well, I, I'm looking at my letterbox stats. So uh, overall, my I watched 141 movies, or at least I, I 141 diary entries. I had 123 reviews. Okay. Um. I liked 590 things. I had five comments on my posts. Uh, and I watched uh, uh, 238.4 hours of movie. 
All right. Uh, 203 diary entries, uh, 203 reviews. I tried to review everything that I watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made seven lists, I guess. Nice. 215 likes, I guess, including movies and co- um, lists, comments. Yeah. I, t- I, I have two comments, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 387.5 hours watched. Well, there you go. That's, that's pretty pretty good numbers. Uh, I only had well, I had eight weeks where I didn't watch a movie. I think you said you had two, right? Yep, the two I didn't I didn't watch was June fifth to eleventh and June nineteenth to twenty fifth. I'm not sure what I was doing then, but mm-hmm. not watching the movies. I guess. Fair enough. I was in school. When I get really stressed at school, I don't watch movies. Fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, what other stats? Uh, I had uh, an average of two point seven movies per week. Uh, Sundays were my most uh, likely day. Uh, basically, every second Sunday I watched a, f- uh, a film because uh, uh, on Sundays I watched 27 movies. Okay. Uh, my highest were was Sundays, Saturdays, and Mondays. Mm-hmm. Sundays I, I watched 41 films. Saturday I watched 30 and 39 films. And Monday I watched 37 films. Nice. So. Uh, what was your first film of 2023? Hail Caesar by the Cohen Brothers. It was a really good for first watch. Nice. I was kind of surprised. I'm like, I heard that wasn't good. I'm like, oh, this movie actually slaps. Um, it's I, I, again, Hollywood loves Holly- movies about Hollywood. Yes, that they do. Um, but like, it's pretty cool. To looking at the studio system in the early days, you have some really good dance numbers with uh, Chang Tatum. Mm-hmm. Josh Josh Brolin's a great as the lead, as a kind of fixer detective guy. Fair enough. My first film was Bullet Train, which I didn't love. <laughs> one, of the, one of the movies of all time. I, I've, I've ranted about it a lot, uh, much to the disdain of people who like that movie. It's fine. <laughs> all right, do, do you have uh, your uh, top ten first watches of the year? Uh, I'm scrolling down to those watches now. Okay. Um, this, this isn't going to be in order. Well, mine's, not, mine's not in any order. It's just... Kay. So, if I if I if I say it, it's because it's it's because I well, I like it. I, I don't know what to say. What to tell you? <laughs> um, I'm gonna start with uh, the Phantom of the Paradise. Nice. It's a Brian De Palma, like the Phantom of the Opera, set at, at a theater, mm-hmm. but like a musical called the Par- Paradise. M- m- music by Paul Williams. It's great. Um, I uh, absolutely adore this film. Really good soundtrack. I watched it with with my partner, and that was a, lo- a lot of fun. I was like, "Hey, well, let's check this out because it's, it's on Criterion." All of a sudden, oh boom! This movie's actually like one of our, our favorites now. Cool, very cool. <laughs> so, well, there you go. That's uh, my one. Or, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ten is her, which is uh, the Spike Jones film from 2013. Yep. Uh, I really like this one. I think Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job uh, as the lead in this movie. Yep. Uh, I I just I don't know. I, I found it really well made. Uh, an interesting look at sort of the uh, uh, the the male gaze when there is no woman to gaze at. It's just a, a voice. It was a very interesting thing, and uh, I was yeah. I I just really enjoyed it. I will also add her to my list. I hadn't watched it before this year. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this movie is this really good. Um, uh, Hunter calls it uh, walkable city porn. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yes. That's my two. Uh, so, so, so that's your number nine. My number nine then is uh, is safe. Uh, the Todd Haynes movie. Yes. Uh, I thought it was really fascinating, and uh, I really want to rewatch it. Soundtrack is amazing. The way I read it was like you could look at it as like a a sort of discussion of neoliberalism and just its effects on people. And I just, I just really liked it. I thought it was very mm-hmm. good. Um, I watched Collateral for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, M- Michael Mann, solid, solid film. Who, who doesn't love a little Michael Mann action? Uh, but Michael Mann is so good, man. I, I, just, I'm excited man. for Ferrari. Yeah, me too. It's it looks it looks a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, Tom Cruise as a villain is always great. Is he a villain in, in Ferrari? No, in in, in uh, Collateral. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I don't think he's. In, I don't think he's in Ferrari, or is there a villain? <laughs> He's in Collateral. He's the villain in Collateral. You're in Collateral. I haven't seen that movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> number number eight is uh, Matewan, which we talked about in this. Matewan, yes, that was yeah. great. Uh, really liked that movie. Had a good time with it. Yeah. What's your next one? Um, I'm gonna Kung Fu Panda two. <laughs> you hadn't seen that one until this year. I hadn't. I watched the first one for a birthday party when I was well. It, it was in theaters. I, I just never got, got, got into watching two or, th- two or three. Number two is like one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Oh, I know that now. Well, now I know that. It's peak. It's so good. Like, when, 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 when he's on the island and he catches the cannonballs, oh, goosebumps <sighs> every time. Right? Chills. Little chills. So good. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Your turn. My next one is Z, which is a Greek film, uh, which basically just shows how leftist movements are kneecapped by the government and it's a, a good time if you uh want to watch what everyone knows is true if you're a leftist i'm gonna add blazing saddles that's another one i i have not seen um first time watching it this year it was your oh you couldn't make blazing saddles today you're right you couldn't because people people would call it too woke uh, <laughs> it's about hey let's get this town to be destroyed, so we can build a pipeline. Until we can, so we can build a railway through there. So, the, so the, the the company appoints a black sheriff, and the black sheriff does such a good job that he gets the, the, the town to stand up to the real company. Nice. It's super dope. Gene Gene Wilder's great. Um, Cleveland Little is really good. It's not super problematic. Like there, there's a few like that are just. Part of I think that that's part of any Western, mm-hmm. but like people, like, oh man, the woke people hate it. I'm like, actually, actually, I love it. So, and I'm as, and I, I'm as lefty as, as they come. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, my next one is uh, Woman in the Dunes, which is a very Ooh. good uh, Japanese movie from the '60s. Um, I, w- I can't really say much without spoiling it, so just go watch it. It, it wasn't the Criterion Channel. I don't know if it still is, but it's just beautifully shot, well acted, great score, just. Everything I like in a movie in that movie, so go go watch it. There's women and they are in the dunes. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was just really trying to scratch that dune itch that uh, you know. Since, <laughs> <laughs> since Dune didn't come out uh, this year, I was just like, what, what other movies have sand dunes? And, and this was the movie I, I went with. <laughs> uh, my next one, I'll do Titanic. Um, it was the 4K release. Technically, I hadn't seen the whole thing because when I was like seven. My parents made me go upstairs when they when there was a sex scene. So <laughs> technically, I had watched the whole the whole thing before. And now you have. And I have. 
it was uh, the 4K re- remaster in theater, so I went and saw it. Very nice. So it was a good time. Uh, my number five is Halloween. It's there you go. Uh, a perfect spooky movie. I, I, I love John Carpenter, and this movie just really proves why. Uh, it's a crisp hour and a half, great soundtrack, good action, fun story, and then it's done, and you're satisfied. And, uh, yeah, real well, glad I watched well it this to, year. Well to see it. I'm going to add Manhunt. Um, it was on Criterion. It's a Fritz Lang one. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, about, it's, about trying to, it's about a hunter who's trying to kill Hitler. That sounds pretty good. It's pretty fun. So then he also then he like goes to goes to, to Germany to try and shoot him, and chaos ensues. Sounds very good. Uh, my number four is The Night of the Hunter. This Ooh. is a really great movie directed by uh, a gay man who basically is showing like the two sides of Christianity, uh, either hate or love, and you can just see the influences that this movie had on on future uh, directors, and I just really loved it. Uh, I bought the 4K release of it, and I'm very glad I did because it's now one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, spinning off the faith stuff, I'm gonna uh, add the mission. Mm-hmm. I watched it on, on Canopy. Um, has Jeremy Irons, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro plays a former slave trader who is or who repents for his sins, and then basically it's set in like colonial South America. There's Portugal and France, one of them has slavery, one of them doesn't. There are these missions that, like, that, like, the indigenous people people can go to, and they'll basically be, like, exempt from slavery, but they'll, like, be, like, learning about Jesus and, like, making things and, like, taught, taught skills mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then Portugal's like, no, we want all slavery, not just the people. Like, they basically want to add the people for front of the missions as part of their slave force. Then Robert De Niro's like, okay, I'm going to shoot them in the fucking head. <laughs> and then the then violence ensues. Jeremy's like, we can't, we can't use violence, we just have to pray. And Robert De Niro's like, that's great, I'm going to start blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Coil is slapping, so you can kind of figure out how it ends, yeah. but it's still a good time. Very nice. Uh, my number three uh, for my first watches of the year is uh, The Watermelon Woman. Uh, this is directed by uh, Cheryl Dune, uh, I want to say. Dune? Dune, there you go. Thank you. Um, anyways, it's, I believe, the first like full-length movie that's directed by a out black lesbian. I think so, yeah. And, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, you expect it to be, like, kind of, you know, dark or heavy or whatever but it's it's at most of the po- like time like just like a fun hang like you're just kind of yeah. kind of vibing and i really enjoyed it I had a great time with that one definitely uh my three i will do the the organizer mm-hmm. uh we we talked about it on the podcast it was a lot of fun um just a good look at unions and how they're so important to the labor that was definitely one that i was i was thinking about adding but I, I ended up going with other ones that's uh, right. my number two is nebraska great movie i really like this one it's really touching it's shot in black and white i just had a really good time with this one and i think it's underappreciated <laughs> because well maybe it's not but because uh, it is from 2013 10 years ago but yeah highly recommend this movie if you haven't seen it go see it because it's amazing all right, I have two ba- I have two bangers to end. So number number two, I have Flatliners. 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's a uh, Joel Schumacher shot by Jan de Bont. Um, it's a it's a it's a throwaway joke in uh, Pop Star. Mm-hmm. So I so decided to watch, not actually watch it this year. I found it at the exchange, bought it, and it was pretty fun. It's pretty cheesy. It's very, it's very Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Even even it's a little horry. It's it has a little gothic horror on on the side. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. So is my number two. Very nice. My number one is Office Space. I have watched this movie three times in in just this year, and my first watch <laughs> was like in January. Uh, and you know what? It's just it's. A great, you know, we did a podcast with Aaron. Uh, shout out, Aaron! Yeah, uh, it, it was a good time. But anyways, that this movie is just so good at like showing the struggles of work under capitalism, while also just being funny. And you know, the, it's it's not perfect, but I I rewatched it so many times that it couldn't not be my number one choice. My number one, uh, I have After Sun. Nice. Um, it only came out a year ago, but like it was really good, and it kind of broke me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good look at like masculinity, and also like how, like, not hard single dads have it, but also like you know there, there's there's a lot of pressure. Like it it's it's set it's this mother sorry it's this father and daughter on a vacation, and then you keep getting vignettes or like. Flash, flash forward to her as an adult, mm, mm-hmm. and kind of like how that shaped her life. Growing, 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 growing up with not having a dad around all the time, mm-hmm. and the, the last scene just devastates you. So, and Paul Mescal should 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 have won last year. Last year was a great year for best actor, yeah. but like Paul, Paul Mescal, well deserved nomination last year. But I'm, I'm sure sure it was. Yes. Um, Anyways, uh, so those are our lists. Uh, what was your top uh, genre of the year? Uh, scroll up to top genre. Mine was comedy. I watched 55 comedy films. Nano genres? Genre should be right above nano genres. My number one nano genre was intriguing and suspenseful murder mysteries, in which I saw seven films. My top genre was action. Nice. Classic. My top nano genre. My top themes was superheroes and action battles with, with with villains. Yeah. My top nano genre was action, evil, goofy. My top nano genre was jokes, delightful smile. Oh, cute. <laughs> I I like comedy movies because it makes me forget about how tough life is. Um, that <laughs> uh, my my breakdown of the movies is uh, most of my watches were. Older than 2023 releases, 24 yep. percent of the movies I watched were new releases. The rest were uh, older releases. How about for you? Uh, 76.8 percent were older releases. Only 23.2 were 2023 releases, and 56 of my watches were for were first time. Uh, and then 87 percent of my watches were first time. Oof. I had a lot more rewatching this year. Yeah, which is fair. And uh, I reviewed eighty-seven percent and didn't review twelve percent. I hundred percent reviewed all of them. Nice. Uh, do you have any uh, other stats that you want to go over? 
Uh, my top actor of the year was Tom Cruise, nine films. <laughs> nice. Mine was Ralph uh, Fiennes for four Ralph films. There you go. Uh, my top five directors. Uh, I have a th- like a six-way tie for second and a it's for third and a two-way tie for first. Nice. So uh, I'm tied for first. Uh, Martin Scorsese, four films. James Gunn, four films, and my. My time, my tie for second over over the, for third, I guess. Of Paul King, Ishiro Honda, J.J. Abrams, Kenny, Kenny Ortega, Christopher McQuarrie, and Chad Stahelski with three films each. Nice. Uh, my top five directors is pretty basic. Um, so Alfred Hitchcock I, uh, with four films. Uh, Ub It Works, who was a Disney animator with four films. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jean Carpenter with three films. Wes Anderson three films. And number five, uh, Brian Henson with two films. Those are very good. Uh, my highest average film I watched this year was Harakiri, uh, with an average of 4.7 on Letterboxd. Uh, I had uh, 12 Angry Men with uh, 4.6. There you go. Uh, my lowest average was Jupiter Ascending with an average of 2.0. <laughs> nice. My lowest was uh, Uma with 2.2 average. My most popped popular film that I watched was Barbie. Same, uh, I think that's most people. My most obscure film was Boil Water. It was a docu- sorry, Boil Alert. Yeah. It's a documentary that I watched at the, at the Cinema Tech with, my, with my, my partner about just issues involving indigenous people and environment, environmentalism and corruption in government and capitalism and my, my, my review for it, which was pretty po- yeah is uh, the type type of film that'll have you they'll have you g- g- googling how to make pipe, pipe bombs so fair enough uh, my number or my uh, my what, what was that called again most obscure most obscure was uh, another French uh, language one but uh, from uh, I want to say Senegal but I'm not sure uh, it's called uh, La Envoy de Dewey. I probably butcher that. Uh, the envy of God is what it's okay. called in English. Um, <laughs> it's it's another short film I saw at the uh, African Film Festival, and uh, only eight people have seen that movie. Oof! But I am one of the eight. Well, it's in Letterbox. More people saw it than that. I'm sure. Yes. Um, what was your most liked review? Uh, Blue Beetle. I think that one had like nine nine likes. Uh, uh, let me flip here. Yeah. Nine, nine likes from my review of the Little Beetle. Which was? Four and a half. What was the review? Uh, peak superhero cinema. Funny, heartbreaking in all the right ways. Great practical effects and a great lead performance that ties everything together. Don't let this film flop, please. Nice. Um, I'm pretty sure it made it its budget back, so well, there you go. maybe. There you go. And it's on uh, Crave now, so that's yep. good. I um, have the 4K. Yeah, there, of course you do. Uh, my n- most liked review with seven likes was for the young Karl Marx, uh, in which I said the Avengers for socialists. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, and so did seven other people. So thank That's you to those seven <laughs> people. Oh, uh, any other stats that you want to discuss, or is that? Uh, I think it's about it for me. Well, there you go. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say, or is this this? Um, there's still some movies I haven't watched yet, so I'm seeing past lives. Sorry. Four things th- this weekend. Nice. Plus, I do want to get around to at some point. Yep. Same. So, yeah. Uh, That's it for now. Yeah, and Oppenheimer and stuff. But, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll add that to a, our best of 
2024 first watches. <laughs> I can if if you if you're free this this weekend, I can bring Oppenheimer. Uh, I it's my Christmas with my family, but okay, then that's more important, obviously. <laughs> thank you, anyways. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> that's been our episode this week. Uh, thank you for listening, and tune in next time when we talk about I don't know something probably. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs>